0: to so the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. I am Becca Kephart, and y'all, I'm very excited to bring you a conversation this week with Sarah Nicholson. Sarah is amazing and awesome and has done just so much in disc golf, and I'm excited for you to hear our conversation. I also have a short conversation with my friend, Olivia Cates. Olivia and her husband, and some other people are running a really fun kids event here in uh, near Kansas City in Eudora, Kansas 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 this coming saturday and she wanted to share some of that with us so we'll hear from olivia as well i hope y'all are doing well we it was just a beautiful evening here in kansas city and not too long ago i wrapped up my first match play match and it was so much fun women's doubles i absolutely loved it had a blast Shout out to one of the co-hosts from last week, Liz Borg Bowman. She and her partner, Molly, just crushed it tonight. It was super fun to watch. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Shout out to my partner in crime in the doubles, Christina. We fought hard, but ultimately we're not the victors, but we get to have another match this next week. And so that's also very exciting. And I'm looking forward to doing this again because it was super fun. All right, so there is a lot of information to get to. Uh, The first thing I'd like to tell you about and make sure that you are aware of is the Women's Open of Maryland Edition 3. This is happening August 4th. So you might remember that last week I mentioned the weekend of August like 2nd through 4th. There were two women's B tiers going on, right? The Rocky Mountain Women's in Colorado and the Ladies at the Lake in Ohio. And my bad, there is a third B tier all women event happening. That same weekend, which is fantastic because (laughs) Rocky Mountain Women's is full, Ladies at the Lake is now full. So get you to the Women's Open of Maryland. So this is the sixth stop of the Virginia Women's Disc Golf Series, and it's taking place in Gathersburg, Maryland. And uh, Gatekeeper Media is going to be filming both FPO lead and chase card. Uh, Andrew Fish and Allison Stone are TDing this. And if you're interested in sponsoring, um, you can email them at Women's Open of MD at gmail.com if you, if you want to sponsor um, or be involved in any other way. But they still have spots available to play. So. Definitely, if you're on that East Coast, check out this tournament. I am just so stoked that we have three all-women B-tiers happening in the same weekend that are all going to be just high-quality, awesome event for women's disc golf, and that is great. All right, so let's take a look at the uh, results from this last weekend of the A-tiers and the all-women's events. So, hey, the Estonian Open, the next stop on the Euro Tour, Kristen Tatar won it again, which is fantastic. And she's back to her playing above her rating and winning way. So shout out to Kristen. That was great to see. And hey, there was a, again, just a deep field there in Estonia and FPO. A lot of other players playing really well, too. So shout out to Estonia. All right. In Wisconsin was a Silver Cup. I do not have the results yet. Uh, the PDGA Uh, Website did not have the finals posted. I just saw the first two rounds. I can't tell you that Holly Finley shot a 1003 rated first round, which is fantastic. So shout out to Holly and also shout out to Madison Walker because then Madison Walker came back in the second round to take the lead. And whatever happened with that, I will post on Facebook once I know what happened. Uh, The Brett Hambrick Memorial Open in Ohio. Shout out to Rebecca Frazier. She took down the win in FPO. Christine Jennings came in second place, and then Sandy Hendel and Rebecca Cox tied for third. All right, so the major that happened last week that we, we talked about, Junior Worlds, uh, looked like a really fun, exciting week. It was kind of hot, but not too bad. There's actually a rain delay the first day. Um, but hey, I don't know what's going on in Texas, but apparently it's a good time to be a female disc golfer from Texas. Which, come to think of it, we've got lots of great pros from Texas, and maybe Texas is just the place to be to go play disc golf. And maybe if I, I should go there anyway. So, FJ eighteen, Melody Castorita from Texas takes the win. FJ fifteen, Hope Brown, man, she just whoo crushed it. It was impressive looking at the scores. FJ twelve. Haley Castorita, sister of Melody Castorita, also from Texas, takes the win. And FJ10, Zoe Martinez, also from Texas, takes the win as well. And just a shout out to all the junior girl competitors out there, man. It's they, they put you all through the ringer out there. They definitely put you to the test. And uh, just finishing is fantastic. Competing, uh, love the camaraderie, love just the love of the sport amongst the young people. So congratulations to everyone who was out there. All right, so let's get to our all-women's tournaments that happened this weekend. So the Country Club Classic happened in California. I do not know the results. I will let you know via Facebook. But hey, Omaha Ladies Open. We had a bunch of friends out there, and they said it was... Fantastic. Um, So shout out to Kim Van Brunt uh, and everybody else who was involved in making the Omaha Ladies Open happen this year. FPO was won by our good friend Kim Ginola. FA1. Did I say F? I don't know what I said. FPO. I hope I said FPO was won by Kim. Y'all, it's been a long day. I played disc golf twice this weekend. It's fantastic, but I am sleepy. Okay. (laughs) So FA1 was won by Sarah Orara. FA-40 was won by Katherine Watkins. FA-50 was won by Assistant TD, Kim Van Brunt. FA-2, Tina Modzing. And FA-3, Kathy Francis. So shout out to everybody who went up to Omaha and compete. I hope I can make it out next year. Women Shoot the Mitt, which was a throw pink event. And I believe another stop on the Midwest Women's Tour fpo was won by tiger borth fp 40 sarah Demar. fp 50 katherine betcher fp 60 sharon jenkins fa1 meg fitro fa70 give another win to nancy wright that's fantastic fa2 aaron faulkner fa3 Christina Carlstom, and FA4 Aaron Rodgers. As always, I am very sorry if I said anybody's name wrong. I actually wrote these down in my own handwriting tonight, which was probably a mistake because then I both am trying to read my own handwriting and make good pronunciation, which is probably not the best plan for success. Anyway, so we'll take a quick break and when we come back we'll hear from Olivia Cates and then Sarah Nicholson a quick note about uh my talk with Olivia we were talking a bunch about Emporia and Eudora because they both have to do with this event and uh if you want to sign up your kiddo to play in uh, their event this upcoming Saturday that is in Eudora and you do want to sign them up at the Eudora rec center so if you have any questions reach out to me reach out to olivia on facebook we'll get all those answered for you so yeah we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back ladies first disc golf is the most comprehensive retailer for women's disc golf needs with over 50 five-star reviews on google and facebook listen to what their customers have to say Carla C. says this is the place to shop when wanting to get something special for the disc golfing ladies you know. The superior customer service, ability to quickly make custom orders, product knowledge, and utter kindness shown to all makes this a standout company. If you are looking for stylish and comfortable disc golf apparel and discs for women disc golfers of all skill levels, Ladies First Disc Golf has your needs covered. For Ladies of the Chains listeners, we're offering an exclusive 20% off discount on your next order of $19 or more. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com and use code LOTC20 at checkout. All right. So, Olivia, tell me your disc golf origin story. How did you first come to disc golf?
1: Um, actually, uh, I'm originally from Emporia, Kansas, nice. um, and went to high school in Emporia High. Graduated from Emporia State. Go Hornets! <laughs> and uh, I really did not play that much disc golf in Emporia. Uh, I got involved in it because my husband now is from Emporia. And he played when he was younger. So he played Jones and all of oh, wow. them yeah. when, uh, back when Eric McKay was just starting to sell discs. Sure. And um, once we got together, we moved to Texas. And so I started playing in oh, Texas. Wow. Okay. So I probably played for a couple of years because the weather was great in Texas, allowed right. <laughs> you to play more often. And then we picked it up again well, we moved here to uh, Kansas, so okay. I probably be paying off and on, maybe two and a half, three years oh, off wow. and on, okay. but not consistently. I think here in Kansas, maybe consistently for
0: a year. Awesome. So,
1: yeah, that's so cool, and and I enjoy it. I've, I I like that we got back into it. Yeah,
0: yeah. awesome. So you've got an event coming up in uh, Eudora, is that right? Yeah, we have a
1: first kids clinic that's coming up in Eudora, Kansas. And it's set for July the 20th at 10.30 a.m. And it's at our Blue Jacket Park, which is a little nine-hole course. And um, we want to give kids the opportunity to... Get to know what disc golf's about, and be able to teach them some skills in the sport, and then let them play. Cool,
0: awesome. So yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about like what you have planned in terms of format? Um, Because I know people are always wondering in events like this how to Mm -hmm. help kids.
1: So basically, um, what we'll be doing is, um, and I'll go into sponsors in a minute. But the clinic, we will have those that are there to volunteer. Um, And we'll kind of just teach them the basics and fundamentals of how to throw a disc, what goes into the rules, um, what goes into um, how to play, being courtesy with your teammates. Um, We will have a a couple people there that are just going to show them how to throw a disc. Um, and just, again, showing fundamentals. And um, we will have, um, I know, you probably know Katherine and Steve Meyer, mm-hmm. Ava will be there, and she's gonna also th- show some things for the kids for how to throw a disc. And I think it's good having her there since yes. she is a kid, and okay. she's been playing tournaments, um, and she'll be able to kind of relate to them more than yep. maybe adults doing it. Um, so, just showing them basics and then allowing them to actually try it. And we're going to go through that 9 whole course. Awesome.
0: Oh uh, yeah, what else do you want? So to about? we
1: have right now. I've got I've checked this morning. We've got 20 kids awesome. that have signed up, and their ages from five to 12. Awesome. And with that, uh, we've gotten some items that have been donated and some sponsors. So I've partnered with the Adora Parks and Recreation Center. Um, The intern there is Jimmy uh, Keegan, and he actually likes disc golf too, and so he does some adult nine whole rounds, like about once a year. So he thought a kid's clinic would be great because we've never had it before. Um, so I was able to coordinate with some volunteers. Uh, Greg Curtin yep. is gonna be there. Um, my husband, of course, Jeremy Cates. Um, Catherine and Steve Meyer with Ava. Um, and then um, anybody else that shows up that um, with their kids and they wanna help, we don't mind yep. if they wanna volunteer. Um, so I was able to coordinate with Dynamic Disc in Emporia. Shout out to uh, Doug Bajerkis. He basically gave us 30 putters to give yeah. to the kids that on the front it says my first putter oh, cool. <laughs> and they're blue and red and they're That's great colors great. <laughs> on the back it shows if you're a beginner uh-huh. what discs to buy for putters oh, for mids cool. for yeah. drivers for and it, it's great so we're going to give those to the kids and allow them to use those throughout the course awesome. uh, also Katherine uh, Meyer um, was nice enough to donate us some Innova minis and we're going to have the kids have those too so they put the mini down before they throw so they get the rules and that was from Kansas City Flying Disc Club and so they donated that and um, we also have some uh, EMAC truce that were donated by Scott with under par and they're all red so we're going to give those out as prizes maybe the furthest drive Um, and we'll be giving those types of things out. Um, also, I was able to get cirque uh, who's physical therapy. Um, Brian Fassold is going to be there. He's going to give us uh, water bottles for the kids that they can take home, and then some t-shirts will go out for prizes. Um, but I can't say enough from uh, about the Dynamic Distort yep. and the family there in Emporia. It really is a family, and the fact that they were able to help us out, I think, is great, and they really want to promote yeah. The, the kids and the uh, disc golf so
0: awesome.
1: very um, excited about everybody that's sponsored um, and everybody that wants to make this event the best event for the kids yeah that sounds great
0: all right anything else you want to say about um
1: it? no just that we're really excited I've got 10 more spots um, they can sign up um, through the Emporia Rec Center cool. um, they can get flyers there or they can go online and get forms there as well. Um, If you look on Facebook and you look up Olivia Cates, I've posted several um, posting about how to sign up. So just 10 more spots. So we'd like to have the full 30 if we can. So just encourage some kids to sign up or have their mom and dad sign them up. But we're really excited about the event and looking forward to growing the sport. cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Sarah Nicholson welcome to the podcast thank you so much for joining me today
2: awesome thanks for having me
0: so you do so much in disc golf and there's so much I want to talk to you about but I'm going to stay on brand and start with your dog because (laughs) you have a very cute dog that I love seeing on social media so can you tell us a little more about him
2: Yes, Wow Louie was my um, my midlife crisis. You know, yes. most people like take a cruise or get a fancy car, um, but I turned forty and I was like, I think I need a dog. I um, love that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So it was. Uh, he was like, I uh, got him from like a farm in like you know the the lower part of South Carolina, and it was like really random. I was like out with my college buddies, and I was like, I think I need a dog. <laughs> And this one of my college friends, like neighbors, was like, "Actually, they are puppies that need a home uh, in January." I was like, "Well, I guess I have to take a dog now." It's <laughs> too good to be true. So, yeah, he was my first puppy. I mean, we had oh, wow. dogs when I was a kid, but never had a puppy before. And I had, I mean, they're like babies. I know people with actual children are like shaking their heads, no, but they, I mean, you're up at night with them, the potty in, like it is like. It is way more than I knew I was getting into, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy I have him.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's it's totally like <laughs> having a baby. It just goes by like way faster from what I hear. So. Right, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and I,
0: I think you just said this. I missed it. So what kind of dog is he?
2: Well, he is, um, his mom's a lab. We're okay. not, we're not sure about his dad, but, uh, I, my dad's going to get me, um, a DNA test for oh, him. Nice. That's going to be my birthday gift. Cause oh, I want to cool. find out like where he's from, you know, right? like what he is. <laughs>
0: yeah. We, we our younger dog is a mix too. And I would love to know what he really is. Cause I've never really met another dog like him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the same with Louie. <laughs> yeah, right on.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the disc golf. So what's your disc golf origin story? How did you first come to the game?
2: Man, I've listened to so many of these on here and I've been thinking about this all day. How <laughs> can I make mine interesting? Because it's like not really super interesting. My my brother gave me my first disc. Oh, cool. It was back in like 2004-ish. And um we played one round, and you know I thought it was okay. And uh, at the time, I was uh, I was at home taking care of my mom because uh, she she was she was sick for a while, and I didn't really play. But then my brother and I moved out to Yellowstone National Park, and we started working out there. And there's actually three courses in Yellowstone National Park that people don't really know about. Yeah. It's um you have to go to like the employee rec hall hmm. to get the maps for the courses. Um, so it's kind of like everything, it's like dirty dancing in the movie, but instead of dancing, it's disc golf. <laughs> so like all the employees go and like hide out on the disc golf course to get away from the guests. But I uh, was a one, one disc. maybe I had to, to discs under for, for the first like maybe year and a half that I played. It wasn't until, I moved back to South Carolina that I actually played disc golf with baskets because we have totem pole target courses. Mm. So yeah, it was a lot easier to putt and just slide it on the ground into your target.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's so interesting so, so were the courses at yellowstone just um target courses then or are there actual yeah. baskets okay
2: no they're just mostly target the lake course has one or did so i worked out there from 2005 until 2007 so mm. i haven't investigated the situation since I was seven maybe some more recent employees could tell me <laughs> but when i left in 2007 there was the lake course had one target and you kind of played to it Three different times. But I actually joined the PDGA when I lived in the middle of Yellowstone. Mm. Didn't even really know anything about tournaments, but I saw online that they had a magazine and I thought that I need a disc golf magazine. Like, (laughs) this is cool, you know. I lived in like a little cabin in the Mm. middle of the woods. And so I signed up for the PDGA just to get the magazine sent to my little post office box and didn't even play a tournament for like a whole nother year. Oh, wow.
0: That's so cool. So can you talk a little bit about getting into tournaments and then kind of what got you even more, I guess, into the game and kind of where you are now?
2: Yeah, well, it was pretty much that first tournament. It was in Columbia, South Carolina. When I moved back from Yellowstone, I was, you know, really into disc golf. I It took me my first couple of summers out there. I kind of, you know, played casually. Um, but there was so much to do. Like I was really into rock climbing at the time. Um, so that was kind of my main focus. And we would just go hiking and climb climbing. Yeah. So when I moved back um, to Columbia in, in, in 2008, I played in my first event um, and it, I was the only girl in the, the local club, but the guys were, they were super great and really encouraging, which is, I hear rare in some communities. I wasn't really fortunate, uh, but they talked me into playing in the tournament and there were it's only three women in the whole event, which is, can be typical in some smaller communities, but they were, we were, they were awesome. The two women that I played with were so encouraging and I was literally hooked that's all it took was that one tournament that one positive experience and then I just from that moment made my entire life disc golf and then my career to, in 2011 when I started working for the PDGA yeah so can you talk a little bit about uh, working
0: for the PDGA and now you work for Innova is that correct
2: yeah that's correct cool. yeah I was, I'm really fortunate I guess you know like I'm not good enough to be a touring pro so I'm fortunate enough that I could find a career in disc golf yeah. and, and other avenues because I would be I'd be really hard-pressed if I was out in the touring scene mm-hmm. trying to make a living because um, yep. <laughs> I'd be getting, like, below last place, whatever that is. <laughs> and, and, but uh, I loved working for the PDGA, mm-hmm. um, at the IGC, like, being able to work, like, all day and then just walk into out of your office and have three amazing courses, right? yeah. like, all to yourself. It felt like it was, like, my property, yeah. you know? It was it was really awesome. I worked I worked for them from uh, 2011 until actually until I started working um, for Enova in 2017, because when I moved out to Washington, they kept me on um, as a consultant because mm. I helped and started the Women's Global Event with Val. Like her and I were doing it together, yeah. so they kept me on for the Women's Initiative side of things. So it, I will be a PJ member even if I n- never play a you know sanctioned tournament sure. again. Yeah, right on. Can you
0: talk a little bit about South Carolina and what disc golf is like there in terms of courses? I assume it's probably more wooded. Can you give us some course recommendations and just talk a little bit about the scene?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, so I'm actually, I'm closer, it, Rock Hill is right on the border with North Carolina, so I'm actually closer uh, to the Charlotte disco oh, okay. scene and the, the women up in North Carolina because most of the ladies that play in South Carolina are, are in the upstate or all the way down at the beach uh, in the Charleston area. Mm. So I play in more events in North Carolina than I do South Carolina, okay. just because there's not that many pro women in the state of South Carolina. Um, just Sarah Cunningham, and mm-hmm. she—it's she has three kids now, so it's I can get her to commit to about three <laughs> events a year. <laughs> but it's—I mean—Charlotte has an amazing uh, women's uh, disc golf league that's been going on for a while now, um, and we just started one in Rock Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, it's been about a month now, and we and we have eight ladies that come out on a regular basis, and we've hit numbers uh, in the teens before, which I was really proud of and super impressed with. Um, so it's, we're growing it here. It's it's getting there.
0: Mm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I've been in the Charlotte airport once, but I've never <laughs> spent like any time in the Carolinas whatsoever. So I should probably reme- yeah, remedy that and play down. some disc golf.
2: Yeah, yeah and meet Louie and we'll go play some disc golf. Yes, I like that
0: plan. All right. So in addition to all of these other things in disc golf that you do, um, there's also throw pink. So can you talk about founding throw Pink and what, what Throw Pink is.
2: Yeah, um, well, Throw Pink is, you know, pretty, pretty much my life. Um, yeah. It I, I started it to, um, you know, combine, you know, two of my favorite things, disc golf, and then making a difference, charity mm-hmm. initiatives. Um, I did AmeriCorps right when I got mm-hmm. out of college, and it really impacted my life and wanting to, to give back. And I, since all I wanted to do was play disc golf and talk about disc golf, it was like, how can I combine these two things and get you know the ultimate fulfillment from that mm. so it just it kind of came about from running the magnolia open mm. and it was a charity event women's only event and just found that you know women seem to be more willing to come out and try to scoff and participate if one it wasn't taking their whole weekend and two if they felt you know, I hate to say this way, but like justified in taking their time away from their family because they were also making a difference, Mm. like being out. So it was a really good pairing for getting more women to just try the game. Mm.
0: So if someone wants to run a throw pink event, what should they do?
2: Um, They can contact me. I have the website that I am working on. Actually, I have Cassie Sweden's husband patiently helping me through the website. and he's trying to spruce it up for me and, and get it rolling. It's more of like a landing page right now. So the easiest thing to do would just be to reach out to me on Facebook or my email is Sarah at throwpink.com and I can get you going. Um, we are a little bit modeled after the ice bowls in the sense mm-hmm. that we want you to pick a charity in your community yes. um, and help that charity. So you get women from your community making a difference in your own community and we'll just, we'll help you raise funds. I have some awesome player packs raffle prizes and we'll just kind of help you coordinate you know everything that you need to to make that event happen
0: Right on, and I'll give a quick shout out to uh, Tina Patterson here in Kansas City. We're going to have our first Throw Pink event, yes! I believe, that we've ever had uh, that first Sunday in October. So I'm really, really excited about that. And that is awesome. Me too. Yeah. So you, yeah, may- I wish I
2: could visit all of them. That would be the best. Right.
0: One day. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. You'd be you'd be on some pretty serious full time touring. I think at
2: that Perfect. point. Perfect. Louis would love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the Magnolia Open, and you have uh, been a tournament director quite a bit can you talk about just a little bit about being a td and some advice you might have for doing that
2: yeah i the advice i mean it, it does get easier every mm-hmm. time that you do it but i i feel like i always find something that i could have done better you know after each event um i recommend that everyone get uh a christine barker she's my friend she's in the Upstate, and mm-hmm. she is like she just keeps everything straight and organized in my life and i love running tournaments with her because i can be all over the place and then i know that she's just everything is in Mm. the td box it's ready to go the tournament report's done like so i i recommend getting help (laughs) and and maybe like help with someone like someone that has like different skill set than you Mm. but i i love it i've been running events since 2010 um I started in Columbia, and then the Magnolia, and and if I ever make it on Disc Up Trivia, this will be the only question (laughs) that I'll ever make it on. But I I think, and I need to research this, but I think I'm the only tournament director that has ran a women's global event uh, all four years in four different states. Oh, that is so, cool. Yeah, so I kind of I did I have done it in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Washington State. Right on. So I don't know what I'm gonna do next year. But yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, where am I gonna find another state that's close by? I mean, it's <laughs> that's so great.
0: I love it. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons why we were really excited to talk to you last week, we started talking a little bit about team disc golf, and you recently ran a team event that was an all women's event. So can you talk about the team format, um, about why you did that and how it works?
2: Yeah, that was a, a lot of fun. Um, I, my only regret is I couldn't play in the event cause I, um, I had recently broken my toe and had a stress <laughs> fracture in my foot. So I was hoping to, to participate in it as well, but we had 32 ladies, um, eight teams. Um, and it, it's like four person teams so you end up with eight people on a card so it's just like a fun it's it's competitive but there's also like this fun camaraderie that you just don't get in any other formats Mm. you know like the ladies were coming in from from lunch and like you know sitting with their teams and strategizing the next round Mm. and then high-fiving it was just for me, playing team sports, you know, growing up, it's, yeah. that's something that's been missing mm. uh, in disc golf. And I think that this format, this women's team format, and we, and uh, Debbie Scott and I ran it, and I, we t- I took the format from all my years working with Collegiate Disc golf. So we just copied their team format mm. and rolled it into a women's only event.
0: Yeah, I can really relate to that because I played team sports growing up and I definitely miss that too. Um, (laughs) Even just doing doubles is fun because it starts to feel a little bit more like that again. Yeah. So as far as the the team format goes then, do you do like a different
2: format each round? Is it quads? How exactly does it work? We kept the the same, we played the same 18-hole layout both rounds. So with this being the first year, we were trying to kind of ease in and and see what was going to work the best um we made it and we made do formatting for the teams differently next time around but we made it where you could only have one uh pro per team mm. and then the other three players had to be amateurs mm. we thought about doing like a ratings cap and then that was just it's so complicated and yeah. trying to get you know people to come out and try something completely new we were like let's make it easy let's not complicate it for ourselves or for people trying to you know recruit people to their teams um so i think it worked you know you know pretty well we had a team come from tennessee we had some north carolina and south carolina teams and uh i've got a lot of ton a ton of really good feedback from everyone that participated in the event so you're just so it's like two doubles teams okay so you so you have two partners and there's four women on the team and there's like team a and they tee off on all the even holes mm. and team b will pick from their best shot and throw it from there and then team a picks from team b's okay. best shot and throws from there until you finish the hole okay okay and then the next whole Team B, would be the ones that tee, that tee off. So it's like a, a two best shot, alternate shot, yeah. double. So okay. it's, it's so – I, I always want to do like a little cartoon thing to explain it. because right. It's <laughs> so weird when you explain it, but right. it literally as soon as you start doing it, you're like, yeah. oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. That makes a little more sense to me now. That's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys should run one up there. I mean, I think if yeah. this is really uh, the way to go, uh, the team and the doubles. Um to to get newer women playing. I think it's less intimidating if you know you've got someone there with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Another thing I wanted to pick your brain
0: about a little bit is you um, went to an event of the Premier Ultimate League. And this is, uh, I believe, like a newer league that's women's only and ultimate. And can you talk a little bit about that experience and, and what they're doing and maybe some takeaways from it?
2: Yeah. I, um, I was a complete fan girl. I like totally dorked out and like ran around and talked to all the the girls. Like, I you know, like I was a teenager, like a new kids on the block concert, like, but it was really interesting. I got to meet with the commissioner and the president of the league and talk to the ladies that started it and get some, you know, ideas from them and, and their success, um, which it's really helpful um, right. for the PGA women and, and, and the disc offers as well. Um, so basically, it's the first ever professional women's ultimate league mm. that they, they've never had a professional women's league mm. before. Okay. So we're a little bit more advanced in disc op in that favor, because we do have professional women that get right. paid. To, to play but, but this is new for them they've mm. always had like club sports and mm. you know college sports and stuff so they really put everything they had into it they have some really talented um inspirational women doing it and it it was it's it's really a lot of fun so we're talking about doing a disc golf event in mm. conjunction with their championship okay. next year and kind of bring all the all the women in the in the frisbee disciplines mm. together to help each other mm. I love that I
0: think that would be fantastic if that happens. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about the PDGA Women's Committee? I've seen some media with, you know, all the photos of everybody who's on the committee <laughs> right now and, and just a little bit about its function and also maybe how um, women can communicate with y'all and, and reach out to y'all with, with things they see, concerns they have, ideas they have, things like that.
2: Oh, yeah. I feel like we're all really accessible. So anyone that wants to reach out to us, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere, Mm -hmm. we're all pretty, pretty good at instantly writing back. And we want feedback. We want content for our social media. We would love for people to reach out to Mm -hmm. us. Um, We revamped the PJ Women's Committee. Um, It was Val and then Rebecca Duffy was on the board at the time. In 2011 and then we were just trying to figure out what to do with it And then that's when we came up with the women's global event So it essentially started just to make that women's global event happen and then we have you know this whole off time um, between Years and then we've just started trying to come up with other things that we can do to grow the women's game. Mm -hmm. We're working on um, some video projects now the whole you know if she can see it she can be it Mm -hmm. like Pushing that whole side of things, Um, and just different, you know. Elaine's leading. Elaine King is leading the committee now, Mm. Um, but we have so many, you know, great women on it. Um, I was doing the the PJ social media Mm -hmm. for many, many years, and then uh, Jenny from Ladies First and Julie, and I never say her last name correctly, so I'm not gonna try. They took it over for me, (laughs) and it's gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. And now we have Jessica and Heather doing it, so our social media is looking really good these days, so I encourage people to reach out to us.
0: Wonderful. All right, so my last question is a fun one, and and I'll <laughs> share
2: this story with the world because I already shared it
0: with you. So, I, I played a one-off sanctioned round uh, last week, and it was the worst round I've thrown in like two years. It was so bad; <laughs> it was just a really bad day. And I wanted to kind of get myself out of my funk, um, and I just thought I'd throw some Innova discs for fun. That'll help you get out
2: of your funk. <laughs> I know, right? I was just saying. Plug. No,
0: no bias on your part, but I got a one. 150 gram uh, leopard, just a DX leopard, and I threw it and it turned right into a roller um, but then I hyzer flipped it and it just kept going and it kept gliding. And I just had this joyous day of hyzer flipping a leopard. <laughs> like, so that's my
2: new. You do doing better than me. I still yet to master the hyzer flip. I know. Well, Gasp. And it was one of those
0: things where like that one day I was really, really good at it. And then I tried to replicate it two days later and it was still working. But it wasn't as good as that first day. I think, you know, like the, the planets were aligned and the wind direction was like perfect. To, you know, like I mean that. I
2: think you just need more innovative.
0: Right. So I took it a few more, just you know, I'm not beholden to any one company, just having fun and you know, I love all the companies. But anyway, so what discs do you like to throw? What's in your bag?
2: Well, it's, it's such a cliche answer, but I am a avid rock supporter. Yeah. I have been since I got my very first uh, DX flat top rock mm. uh, at, a, at a tournament many years ago. So my mid range are, are mostly, yeah. mostly rocks. Oh, yeah. I've recently been throwing the V rock, which if you haven't found that, mm. it is it is super straight. It is great. It just it feels so good in your hand. Mm. So those are I mean, mid ranges, I'm pretty boring because I just throw five different variations right of, of rocks. Um, but it's all, when people ask that question, if you had to pick one disc that you couldn't yeah. live without, like, that is such an easy question for me yeah. because it is my JK AVR, mm. is the only disc that I could never replace mm. with any other company, any other putter that ever yeah. makes. Like, it is, I, I, I have hundreds of them and nice. I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm seeking help, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? but I do. I also like side and Valkyries and I throw mm. a lot of the, you know, the older, um, of a disc that have been around for a while. They work great for me. And I think you guys had, it was on one of your, your podcasts, you were talking about, um, throwing lower speeds. And yeah. I, I started doing that because I was trying to throw a strike and mm. you're know, trying to throw these 12, 13 speed right. disc. And now I'm trying to keep it, you know, in nine and eight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, Especially since, you know, having my foot hurt, it has been really successful for me. So that was some really great advice you guys gave.
0: I don't yeah, I think part of the reason why I was able to heiser flip that Uh, Leopard so well that one day, as I was also really tired (laughs) (laughs) and throwing kind of lazy, and so I have to figure out how to throw tired and lazily but with purpose. I don't know; it's a never-ending learning experience. And
2: I love it. That would be a really good um, clinic: how to throw tired and lazy. (laughs) I would attend. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Since I'm those
0: things a lot of the time, but anyway.
2: Sarah thank you again so
0: much for taking some time to speak with me uh, yeah any uh, last thoughts any shout outs anything else you'd like to share with us
2: well I feel like I need to say uh, hello and shout out to my dad and my grandmother who mm. will be my dad is learning how to work his podcast app as we speak nice. to figure out how to watch this so I have to tell them hello they're my biggest fans awesome. uh, my dad's my only sponsor he uh, he provides my gas money for events Nice. Um, <laughs> and, you know just thanks for having me on here um, It's it's been fun I love talking about disc golf and I, like I mentioned I'm a huge podcast fan especially your podcast so this is like I'll be on cloud nine for the rest of the day awesome well thank you so much <laughs> thanks have a good day
0: thank you for listening to the ladies of the chains disc golf podcast thank you as always to DZ discs where the disc you see is the disc you get and new customers can use the code guitar at checkout for a disc discount Like I said, y'all, I am sleepy, but very excited about disc golf, the upcoming week, and the chance to go throw some more. Y'all have an awesome week. Anything you are interested in knowing more about, uh, anyone you want to hear about, any comments, concerns, things you want us to talk about please, please, please reach out to us at ladiesofthechains at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Have a fantastic week. We'll catch you here next time on the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast.